0: Hi, this is Bernardo Badillo and welcome to the FSF Popcast.
1: The show that became the little
2: show that could almost. Yep, that's gonna be the name of our book. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. Just imagine the comfort you will give Redshirt Crewman number 108. You'll know that when he puts on the red shirt and joins Julio and his cousin Louis on their adventures, that he didn't leave his family destitute and without hope because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has his back and what's left of his Hugs for Thugs organization.
3: And now, a word from our show sponsor, Level Up Sabers. Their link can be found in the show notes.
1: All right, so our guest today has been involved in movies such as Sully, the brand new coming out Emily the Criminal, along with television appearances on on shows such as Weeds, Dexter, CSI Miami. He's had reoccurring roles on shows like Snowfall, Queen of the South, Animal Kingdom. I could keep going, guys, but the, he's got a ton of stuff on his IMDb chart. You're going to want to be sure to check that out. We are very happy to welcome Bernardo Badillo to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show,
0: Bernardo. Well, thank you so much for having me and can't wait to answer some on the on, ongoing questions. Yes, let's do it.
1: There you go. That's right. We, uh, we got some silly ones. We got some serious ones. We'll have some fun today. We'll share some laughs. All right. So let's get into it. So looking over your list on IMDb, you have spots that are dramas. You have some that are action themed, uh, some that are based on true stories and some comedies. It's clear that you haven't been pigeonholed and you're not, you haven't played like one particular set role, you know, where this is, uh, it's like, Hey, what do we need to this guy? Well, let's call Bernardo. He can do that guy you know, that's that's what he does. But when you're looking at potential roles, despite what the genre is, what are you looking for in a role for you to say, yep, this is the perfect role for Bernardo?
0: I think in the, in the beginning, I just wanted to work. I mean, you know, you're just trying to get credits and have experiences and and build up your resume. And, and now I think it's really shifted for me. I think now I'm trying to find great scripts great material things that i haven't done before um i know i'm jumping ahead but i, I recently got cast in a show that's in english um, i can't really talk about it too much because i had to sign an nda but um i'm gonna start shooting that show and i'm gonna it's all in spanish all my dialogue is in spanish so this will be the first time that i get to do an english language tv show where, where my dialogue is in spanish so it's something new it's something fresh something that i haven't gotten to do before that people haven't seen from me yet so for me, it's just about expanding what I can do, expanding what people think of me as, um, and also even just trying to get into more comedy, because I generally tend to get cast in drama or more serious roles. So now I'm I'm really, you know, gravitating more towards comedy and really just you know finding or at least finding also the humor in dramatic roles. I think that's been a, a key to not just the way in, but also my success is that I always try to find humor in my drama. So I think it's a, a combination of, of things, but yeah, I, I, I look at what I can do differently, what I can bring that's new and fresh and, and look at the script or material in a, in a different way. Excellent. That's
1: a great answer. So is there one that you feel yourself gravitate to more than others that you feel like this is a natural role or, or type of role or, or genre that you like to work in where you're like,
0: you know uh i will say the that this role that i just did for emily the criminal felt the most like myself i felt like i wasn't really acting i felt like i it was just my voice my energy my vibe and it was written for i just felt like it was written for me and it it wasn't but i felt like it just it just felt so easy and because it, it is drama i i felt like it 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 was it didn't require me to stretch so much because in comedy comedy is a lot harder than drama so it didn't require me to stretch but I will say that I felt like I still brought something different or unique because I did try to find some humor in there as well but I just I don't know I just I just felt like it fit me like a glove so
1: it's always I think it's always nice to hear when somebody has found a role that like just like you just described where it's something that fits them and that's and it feels like it's perfect for them because I think that as a viewer uh, of that, I think that comes across on camera. When somebody's comfortable in the role and they're they're part of that, it's not just somebody doing a job. They're really enjoying it. They're they're part of it, and that that means a whole lot more to I think for the viewing experience.
3: Mm.
1: Well, well, thank you for
2: saying that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I was interested in reading your mini bio on IMDb. I noticed that it says that you earned your master's of fine arts degree. And then a week after moving back to your hometown, you were cast and you've been working ever since. Yes. So what advantages have you had because of that more extensive, extensive education in the arts besides being cast almost right away and having steady work since then, I guess?
0: Well, um, my when I moved back to L.A. from New York, I my friend had hit me up because she was helping with some of the casting for the film. And it was a friend that I had gone to school with at UCLA in the theater program as well. So I had made those connections. And I think that's, if anything, I, I would say going to school not only taught me how to act and, and learn my craft, but also about building relationships. And I think Hollywood is very much about building relationships. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, reached out to me and said, we have this movie that we're doing. I would love for you to come and audition. She wasn't the casting director, but she was helping facilitate that. And I... Came back, auditioned for that. Did not get that part that I auditioned for, but they gave me a smaller role, which was a one-liner, and I became SAG because of it. And 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 ever since I've been working. So, I would say that yes, I learned the craft. Yes, I I feel like I have my own technique and the things that I do for for each role, and they're they're different. They vary depending on the role. But I think the most important thing is having that community of other actors, performers, writers, directors, producers that you meet in school because they're the ones that are going to be casting you in the future. They're the ones that are going to be, you know, making the decisions. And, and so I think relationships are what, what I took away from my schooling experience.
3: Yeah, definitely. I can totally see that. Like you said, Hollywood is about connections and making sure that you have the, the connections to get where you want to go.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, there was a a director that directed me in a short uh, at UCLA and I had been cast in queen of the South. And I did multiple episodes and he actually was one of the directors of one of the episodes that I did. So he really, you know, embraced me and really tried to showcase me as much as possible in that episode that he directed. So you just never know. And it was like, I don't know, like 10, 15 years later. So oh, that's cool. never know.
2: So now your role in Sully, you trained with a Navy SEAL to be able to portray the NYPD scuba, scuba diver. Mm-hmm. And, so what did your training consist of? And tell us about that experience. And what did you learn from it?
0: Okay. Well, it was, I will say it was minimal. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie and say that we trained for weeks on end because it wasn't, but we, <laughs> so we shot part of it in New York and then part of it in, in at universal studios on the lot and in front of a blue screen, um, in the lake there. Um, I don't know if you've ever been, but they have a tram that goes through the the, the, the back lot and they have a, a blue screen with a lake. And so there, um, Jerry Ferrera, who plays my partner in the show, I'm sorry, in the movie, uh, we both went and trained and had like a mini, I don't know, a couple hours um, the first day, a couple hours the second day, where we wore the real outfits. We wore the, the tank, uh, the helmet, everything. Um, we we did exercises in the water. Um uh, I don't know. We just, we really just got in there, but of course we didn't, we didn't dive from the helicopter. That was a stunt person. I wish. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just learned uh, just different tricks and tips because it does get really, really hot. Obviously when you're in the water, it's a lot easier uh, because you have that huge tank that's about 50 pounds and you're, you're shooting during the summer and it's hot and, and it's sticky and, and you're, you're trying to walk with these fl- flippers on set and try to get to the water so um but yeah i mean we just got went through some drills um and dove a little bit down in there and and just practiced as much as possible and swam some laps and and just tried to get comfortable it was more about getting comfortable with it than than doing any you know deep sea diving
2: right and and what did you learn from it
0: i would say how hot those things are (laughs) And how tight. They were so tight. I mean, you couldn't, you could barely breathe in them. You were like constrained and constricted. So it was, that was hard. When you're outside of the water, it's, they're, they're really constricting. Obviously, when you're in the water, you're fine. But when you're outside of the water, I was like, (gasps) you're choking. You're choking. So kudos to them because it is not easy. Easier said than done for sure.
1: And now I think there should be a children's book written about it called Bernardo the Baby Seal.
0: Oh my God! Are you kidding me? That'd be incredible. I might, that. I might write that. I might write that.
1: You feel it. free to take, feel free to take the title. So, <laughs> it just yeah, it just seems to talk to me. Bernardo the baby seal. Talk about your anyway. All right. So, uh, in the bio that your rep sent us, uh, it said the following, and I'm gonna quote it because um, yeah. eh, you know, it is easier this way. All right. So it says, growing up, Bernardo considered himself dramatic and eccentric participating in numerous school plays, pageants, singing, and dancing. So let's talk about your influences as a young man and what sparked your interest to get to the point where you considered yourself to be dramatic and eccentric.
0: (laughs) I got babysat a lot. And so I was at different houses all the time um, because my mom was always working. And I just watched a lot of TV. That was sort of my escape. I watched a lot of telenovelas with my family, with my aunts and uncles and, and grandmas. I would just sometimes hide in, in the room and just watch a bunch of shows and movies. I was I was watching, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like six years old. I was Freddy Krueger when I was seven years old for Halloween. You know, I had the glove and the mask and everything. I mean, I just always gravitated towards films and TV and imagined that I would be doing that one day. I didn't know that it was a job. I don't know what it was called being an actor per se. I just thought. I just thought to myself, "This is what I'm going to do. This is who I'm going to be." And I would go watch a movie, maybe even a TV show, and then I would go into my room and create all these scenarios that I would act out. I remember watching Curly Sue the movie in the theaters, and thinking that I would be in part two, and that I we would see each other in New York Street and have these dance numbers and all this craziness. And I was just like, "I, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, I'm going to do this. You know, this is my dream." And and I always felt like, you know, I, I didn't come from a performing background or nobody in my family was ever an actor or an artist. I come from a family of blue collar workers. And so they were not necessarily um, interested in the arts as a career. So I had to really just, you know, go for it. And and I'm sure they thought that I was a little crazy and nuts. And I always liked to perform and dance and be dramatic. And I was definitely a little bit of the, of the black sheep uh, of my family. So um you know and growing up latino it's not a common thing uh to always uh, yes dancing but not necessarily like wanting to be in the arts or you know it's not it's not a common thing especially you know growing up in the 80s i mean i think now things are changing but uh before in the past it wasn't a thing you know you especially when you have uh family members that are immigrants and they come to this country and you know they're trying to make a better life for themselves you're you're not they're not thinking about how are we going to get into that film or, or, or TV show to, right. to make a living. Right. So that wasn't common. And, and, but I just said, I'm going to do it. And luckily my mom always believed she, she, she always told me, she said, I had a dream that I saw you on a, like a, a, what is it? A, a late night talk show, talking to somebody. And I believe that you can do it. Actually. Oh, that's awesome. About it. <laughs> so but and so i have i have yet to be on a late night tv show but i'm i'm working i'm doing it i'm i'm performing i'm getting to act and i'm super lucky so
1: well i promise you when i watch this i'll watch it late night so
0: <laughs> perfect
2: <laughs> perfect, well, yeah. perfect. Episodes are released at midnight. So oh, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. So at twelve <laughs> oh one on a
1: fr- exactly, 12 one on a Friday, you are on a late night uh you're on a late night TV show, sir. Yes. There you go.
3: Oh goodness. So speaking of being young, I'm curious about your perspective of the arts. Having mentioning that you your mom had your back. Mm-hmm. that even though that wasn't necessarily what was expected of you but she's supportive of you and she knows that you can do this and especially with education in the arts um I have a daughter who is she'll be four next month Mm -hmm. and so she loves to sing she loves to dance she plays drums like most little kids do which is on par with animals from the Muppets but (laughs) she loves it and she's having fun she's making up stories she's singing her own songs. So with your education in the arts, what can I, and what can other parents do to help children so that we continue to have these wonderful artists in the future and let them flourish?
0: I mean, I think it's, it it does start young in terms of if that's what they want to do. I feel like going to classes, singing, dancing, acting, I didn't have that luxury. So I would have loved to have started earlier than I did because I really didn't, start working professionally until i was like 25 but that's because i felt the need to have to train to have to work on my craft so if anything i would say maybe not have them work professionally right away but start the process of getting them into classes where they're studying the technique and studying and learning because i do believe that that creates longevity versus someone who just wants to be famous you know what i mean it's like for the love of it and if they love the actual act of dancing and singing and performing then i feel like they will have a longer career versus someone who is just doing because they want to be famous right Right. so i think i think the discovery as they go along as they get older like do you really want to do this or is this not really something for you and and i think going to class i think that's really really important so get those kids into class awesome
2: (laughs) i love that great advice so yeah. we all have that one little thing that is close to our hearts. What project that is a little less known that is really close to your heart?
0: That's a t- that's a tough question. Um honestly, I would probably say uh Queen of the South. I'm not saying that it's not known. I don't know that it has the audience of maybe say like a CSI, right? Mm-hmm. Um but I for me that was one of the first experiences where I got to work with a predominantly Latino cast, uh, where they were the main focus, where they were not only in the cast, but also producing, directing, writing the show. Um, the showrunner was Latino. The director that I, the main director that I worked with was, was Latino. The DP was Latino. Alicia uh, Braga is Brazilian Latina, obviously. And she was also the executive producer. So for me, seeing that I was just like, yes, this is how, I envisioned the world to be and the arts to be but knew that it was a challenge and didn't know how long it was going to take for me to see that around me so for me I think that experience was great on top of getting to that season they shot everything in New Orleans so I got to travel to New Orleans and shoot there and be you know go down Bourbon Street and I got to I think travel there like four times I think and and just enjoy the shoot and enjoy getting to know these incredible castmates and and it was just such a great experience because I felt like they made me feel important mm-hmm. and part of the cast not just a guest actor in the cast right so and I and you know we would rehearse the scenes which doesn't often happen we would have you know some pretty long rehearsals even before we started shooting and and they would be like, no, I need Bernardo here. And we like, we want him in rehearsal and we want this and that. So I felt included. I felt part of it versus just a guest. So that's cool. I would say that, yeah, I would say that was an incredible experience for me.
1: That's awesome. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. Since 1982, Vital Signs and Graphics has been helping professionals with all their image, logo, and design needs. Perhaps you're looking for signs and banners, truck and trailer lettering, business cards, brochures, or other image and marketing aids, Vital Signs and Graphics in-house design studio has you covered. From logos to apparel, start to finish, Vital Signs and Graphics has everything you need to look and feel professional. Call Rick at 231-652-3300. He'll get you noticed. Welcome back to the FSF Podcast. So today is August 12th. The day that we're speaking is August 12th. And you've got a couple of big things going on. So let's talk about the first one. So the first one is the movie, Emily the Criminal. It opens today. And it's drawn rave reviews all throughout Sundance Film Festivals. It's got critics galore praising this thing right and left. Now, uh, unfortunately, I have not had a chance to see this movie yet. I'm looking forward to watching that. I'm going to try and and try and find a way to fi- uh, find it over this weekend and, and have a chance to sit down and watch it. I did watch This Fool a little bit today. And I, that, that one... <laughs> I, I, I did get some laughs out of that. That was pretty funny. And I, th- I think Kathleen has a question about that one coming up, but let's talk about Emily, the criminal first. Now that's with you, Aubrey Plaza, you play a character named Javier. Would you mind taking the audience through that show a little bit and, you know, tell them a little bit about it, your, your character and what they should be looking for.
0: Yeah. So in the movie, um, she, uh, Aubrey's character, Emily, um, is saddled with uh, debt and she has a previous felony charge. So it's been, very difficult for her to get a high-paying job. Uh, and she works at, the, at a catering company. I am her co at this catering company. She does me a favor to cover one of my shifts, so I give her the number of my hookup. And the hookup is a basic, uh, an illegal um, crime ring of dummy shoppers where you get a fake credit card, a fake ID, and you go and purchase for them uh, a big box item, um, maybe you know big screen TV. Then you go and deliver it, and they pay you $200 for it as the movie goes along she starts to get deeper and deeper into it and insanity ensues so she, yeah it gets a little crazy um and you know we'll we'll i'll i'll leave it at that because i don't want to ruin too much of the movie but Fair yeah I, I think her co-worker and uh i will say that i that she leaves me to to start doing all these jobs and i'm not happy about it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right so where can where can people find your movie right
0: now i uh, i know it's playing in mo uh, across the country and most a-, a a lot of the amcs okay uh theaters uh i know it's also playing in a lot of independent cinemas as well uh but yeah it's in theaters and theaters across the country and it, and i think it's coming out soon internationally in case you have some international uh followers i know universal is distributing it internationally so but yeah uh, anywhere anywhere that that you can go see a, a theater Uh, a movie in the theater. Please go in and check out and see if they have it. Um, But yeah, it comes out today and I can't wait for people to see it. I love the movie, not because I'm in it, but because it's really good. So I'm, and, and Aubrey kills it. So.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Everything that I have read about the movie, it's, you know, I think the lowest out of five stars I've seen is four. Yeah. you know everybody's nailing it just like this is a, you know a can't miss you know, have to see a movie yeah. so i'm i'm i am looking forward to finding it and and uh getting a chance to watch it so
0: oh yeah please and please like email me let me know what you think i am um, i'm absolutely i'm excited <laughs> absolutely we will do
3: i mean i i have to say that i was looking at it and i'm like okay so it's it's audrey plaza Aubrey, audrey audrey Aubrey my brain is broken today it's been a week but it was damn like okay so Aubrey Plaza's in this I'm gonna love this anyway
0: but yeah she's great
3: but then legitimately reading the reviews about it and reading the synopsis I'm like this is gonna be fun
0: it, it is it's a lot wi- it's a wild ride for sure you're like not again not because I in it but even like yeah uh, I watched it recently again and you know we, we went to the the premiere and, and I was just like I, and I already know what happens. I know what happens. <laughs> but I was like at the end of my detail, I was like, ah! you know, and so I I feel like I I I also watched it yesterday in previews um with some friends and and I the audience would be like, ah! oh no, you know, so they're like yelling and screaming and like, you know, and laughing and 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 it's not a comedy, but there are comedic moments within the drama. Mm-hmm. Um and what that's what's great about this movie is that because Aubrey's known for her comedy, I think it's such a 180 in terms of her performance and the dramatic work that she does and she kills it and like like you root for her even though she's an anti-hero you know yeah or heroine sorry
3: that's so much fun so as Tim mentioned, today is august 12th and that is a huge day for you because you also have your new show premiering on hulu Mm -hmm. so please tell us about the fool your character and why people should look at it
0: um, so this fool, um, this fool, is, okay. is, uh, La- oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, this fool is this. So in the Latino community, we're always like this fool. Like, that's just a thing that we say, uh, to, to, to be like this, you know, this guy or whatever we say this fool. Um, so it's a very Latino, uh, centric show. Um, it's about two cousins, one that just got out of prison and one that works at, uh, I think, uh, hugs, not thugs. Um, yeah. and it's, uh, basically a reformation center for, for recently released, uh prisoners and uh it's it's like this odd couple dynamic one of them is straight laced other one is you know like I said just got out of prison and I play their their cousin because their cousins I play the, a third cousin and I have beef with the one that just got out of prison uh in the episode that I'm in I'm in episode eight um but I have a lot of friends that are in the the show uh Latinos that I love and that I admire so um, and then fred Armisen, executive produced the show uh, michael imperioli is also in it i got to work with mm-hmm. him uh, a little bit um and it's just it's a great funny funny show like even if it's not your type of show like that you normally would watch i think it's pretty funny like it's just hilarious um, I was even, just watching, even just watching and reading reading the script and watching the other actors on set i was just like oh my gosh this is so funny it's just great and like the reviews too have been great uh I, I started to read some of the reviews today and they you know they love it so I'm, I'm really excited for people to watch it yeah but and all the episodes are streaming today
1: yes awesome. i uh uh goodness what's the kathleen's brain malfunction is spreading this way
3: you're um, welcome it's yeah I
1: apparently it is I like, okay so the 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 straight lace character i can't remember his name chris estrada yes thank you yeah so it is the show he's standing there and he's He's talking to somebody about, you know, trying to come to the, in the first episode, he's trying to talk to him about coming on to the, you know, and joining the organization. He's showing the coffee mug. You get a coffee mug. Like that was the the, the sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. That was the selling point. That was what going to get him to come to the, to the organization. Uh, And he's trying to tell him about how he grew up in the streets and how he was out, he was out cruising, but in the, in the cut scene, it's him on, on rollerblades. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And how he's, you know, how he was so cool and relaxed during a drive-by, but in the cut scene, he's hiding behind a car.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I, the the um parallel to real life is kind of hurting over here. <laughs> Join us, you'll get a coffee mug.
0: <laughs> oh, perfect! I want that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, no, it's it's funny. I I, I actually, oddly enough, like. I auditioned for like four different roles on that show, so and then I got this one. So I was like, "All right." So I got to read a lot of the scripts, uh, and and it, and it is pretty, pretty <laughs> it's insane.
1: Yeah, I so, found it. I had found it to be quite amusing so far. So.
0: Oh, good, good. Uh, how far are you? Episode one, I'm,
1: yeah. i I've uh, finished episode one. Started episode two today. Uh, okay, okay, so. Uh, in between all of my other errands and helping
2: out with my in-laws, no. that was as far as I got, but I'll thank be watching more later.
0: Like yeah, no, thank you for watching. I appreciate it.
2: I, yeah, I it, skimmed I skimmed the first episode just before you logged in. So.
0: <laughs> it's nuts, right? <laughs> it is. It but is an I, after bedtime. I bed gotta time. go through
2: and watch it, yeah. yeah. It is it's an entertaining. After
0: the, after the kid
3: goes to bed tonight. That is. On yes, my it is. Yeah.
1: yeah you might want to watch it is tvma so you may want to watch, wait until the uh, the tiny human has received yeah. her night nights
3: i need her um, to be unconscious yes <laughs> for
0: sure for
2: sure so you had mentioned when you were younger you watched a lot of tv and stuff like that and our show we talk about a lot of different fandoms such as star wars star trek stargate you you name it like all the stars that are in other stars too where do you like end of day you're not doing anything just relaxing where do you like to hang your fandom at
0: i like 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 resident evil i just watched the new resident evil show i loved it it was so good i was like yes they did that right because i i i watched a lot of the Resident Evil, let's just say, but not, the, they're not all good or they're okay, but this show, they killed it. So I kind of like that horror sci-fi, you know, I alien is like one of my all time mm-hmm. top five movies of all time, part two. Sorry. Aliens, James Cameron, you know, bow down. Um, so I, I kind of like, that's what I like, like, you know, even Terminator two is sci-fi horror in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's that's really where i like to live of course like i i can admire you know the marvel universe and i go watch all the marvel movies or whatever but i would they're not my favorite i like them and i i can enjoy them and appreciate them but i would say more of in the, in the horror sci-fi genre that's where that's where i live so watching resident evil i was like okay they did that they did that right yeah okay. so that's what i like
1: have you have you me? had a chance to watch the, the new prey movie the new, no, the new predator.
0: I am dying to see that. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, they, they say that that's like the best predator movie in years.
1: Yeah. I'm, I am. That's another thing that I'm hoping to watch this weekend. I have not had a chance to yet. I've read nothing and seen nothing but rave reviews uh, about it. And so I'm really excited to see that. So,
0: yeah, no, me too. Me too. I, I remember, I actually vividly remember watching the first one, uh, predator like with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I thought it was just so genius when, he's, when he, when like he can't see him, the predator can't see him because he's in the mud, and you know, I just like, yes, I love that. I don't know, I just, <laughs> exactly. I, I just, I, I always grew up watching horror movies, and I was obsessed with horror movies. But then I started to get more into the sci-fi horror element of it all, and I was like, yes, this is, I, I want, I want to be, it. I want to. That's so to answer your question from previous, I would love to be in a horror film or even a horror comedy. I love all of that. So, mm. all right cool yeah
2: I, uh, excellent when i first saw the trailer for prey i didn't realize it was another predator movie and i was like wait is this the new live action pocahontas like
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny wait have you seen the pre- prey yet
2: i have yeah how is it i enjoyed it okay cool
0: yeah so, i haven't i haven't heard anybody that said that it was bad so
2: right but I was like, well, this is the live action Boganas I'm in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there might be. There might be soon. All right. See, I don't I haven't
3: really gotten into a lot of like sci-fi horror stuff. Like, I don't know if I've actually ever seen any of the alien movies. <gasps> <laughs> I might have seen the original, but like
1: hold on, I'm looking for the eject
3: forever button. ever ago, right? I know. <laughs>
1: All right, Bernardo. We are at a point in our show where we like to take our guests through a little bit of a quiz. Okay. All right. Yeah, we don't warn you about this so that we can make sure you're surprised. Okay. All right, so and I am. <laughs> all right. This is a four question quiz. All the questions are multiple choice. Actually, no, your quest, I'm sorry, your quiz is true or false. Oh, okay, cool. All right. So it's four questions, true or false. If you get three of the four questions correct, we would like to send you this book that one of the other two co-hosts is going to hold you up didn't because have time I'm traveling. To get it today. Because I am traveling, and I don't have it.
3: You didn't remind me before today.
1: You're right. I didn't. Yeah, I have. That book right there. It's called Custodians the book, the book of the Cosmos. It's written. Things. It's written about a, a young man who wanted to join something quite like Starfleet from Star Trek, but not Starfleet from Star Trek, so we don't get sued. Anyway, uh, <laughs> or that the author, Drayton Allen, I was gonna doesn't say, get sued. Oh,
3: we. This oh, is no, not our problem.
1: But okay. So that's your prize if you get three of the questions right. However, if you only get two of the questions or less correct, we take your picture, we make a meme out of you, and we put you in our 205,000-member Facebook group.
0: Oh, maybe I want to be a meme, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, well, you wouldn't be in bad company, that's for
0: sure. <laughs> I mean, not to say, not to, not to belittle the book by any means, but you know, a meme is always great.
1: There you go. All right. All right. So this is this is four questions. The quiz is called They Didn't Sully His Name. It's all about the movie Sully. Oh
2: Lord. You okay. <laughs> can do this. Did you use the word fun sequence?
1: No, I'm sorry. If yes, I I that's apparently that's it's in the contract. I have to say it. <laughs> uh if you get two or less questions correct, we make a meme out of you. We put you in our, our Facebook group, and that's the fun sequence. Thank you. There you go. When
3: you make up a word like fun sequence and then you don't use it.
1: I was was wondering why he's waiting so long for me and he's like, Are you going to say it? Are you going to say it? Are you going to say it?
2: (laughs) Question one This is the first collaboration between Tom Hanks and Clint Eastwood. True or false? False. It was true. Oh. Okay. All
0: right, what if if I get all of them wrong? Oh, my gosh,
3: okay. We make multiple memes. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Well, I love a good consequence, so. All right. Question number two. This is the only role where Tom Hanks plays an aviator. True or false? False. That's correct, because he's also an astronaut pilot in Apollo 13.
2: Yes. Sully Solinger was not supportive of this film, and wished it hadn't been made. True or false? False. Correct. All right, so two correct, one incorrect.
3: All right.
1: It's meme or book?
3: (laughs) Okay. The real Robert Rodriguez is actually in the film reenacting his helicopter jump. True or false? True. That is correct. That's correct. And you get a book! Yay! Oh, that was that was close.
0: That, was, that close. was close. But I knew I knew the other one, so I was like, okay, those are really nice ideas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Bernardo, thank you so much for being on the show today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you and about
0: your works? Yeah, they can go to my Instagram, which is actor Bernardo Badillo. And then they can also go on, on my regular Facebook page, which is Bernardo Badillo. It is my personal page. So they can go check my stuff out there.
3: We will definitely link your socials so that our viewers and our listeners can go and follow the awesome work you've got coming up.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Hopefully right, we'll, we'll do this again soon.
3: Yeah. That'd be
0: cool. Yeah.
1: I right, want to remind, remind everybody that subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests. Uh, like Bernardo Badillo here and funny moments for you to be able to listen to. So please subscribe. it helps out more than we can ever really tell you And make sure you go check out Bernardo on his socials as well. You won't be disappointed. If however, you are not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department, Javier from Emily the Criminal. Look, sure he starts off with credit card scams, but we sure he's got we're sure he has some other connections if you know what I mean. So send in multiple copies of your complaint because when he's shuffling around all that credit card information, the last thing you want is for your complaint to get lost in the shuffle. But we can promise you, if he sees it, someone's going to need new
2: kneecaps. Thanks again, guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. This was, was
3: a lot great. of fun.
2: Yeah, thank you, was. Bernardo. Of course, all of course.
1: Right. Meeting you guys. All right, guys, that's going to conclude us for the FSF podcast.
3: bye
1: Bye. Ciao. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF Popcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Popcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com
2: and click on the contact me link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode.